Welcome to What We Ate, a podcast preservation of treasured recipes. We all have that special dish. It might be your mum's cheese on toast or tiramisu that your flatmate used to make you back in the day. Whatever it is, we all have that dish that takes us back to a certain time or place in our lives. And the aim of this podcast is to preserve those memories and recipes. If you like the sound of any of the recipes shared by my guests, if you go to whatweate.co.uk, you'll get all the details, all the ingredients, everything you need to recreate them. And you can also follow us on Instagram at whatweatepodcast. Finally, if you do enjoy this, please, please share, rate and review. My guest on this episode is the gregarious, fun-loving, espresso martini quaffing friend of mine, Kim Joyce. So Kim is originally from Scotland, but she's lived in London for the last 10 years with her boyfriend, Quinton, and they now live in the heart of Peckham Rye, flanked by Lordship Lane, East Dulwich and Nunhead on the other side. So plenty of restaurants, bars and a foodie's absolute haven to live in. We spent an afternoon recreating a dish that Granny Mo used to make Kim when she was a little girl. But I think this dish is really special to Kim, not just because her Granny Mo made it for her, but because it has really strong roots to Scotland. I think you can kind of hear that nostalgia and love and care come out in her voice as she's talking about it. We had an absolute blast recording this episode. It took me ages to edit it just because it was hours worth of content that I had to cut down. It was recorded over Skype, so you can kind of hear that in the sound quality a bit. Top tip from Granny Mo herself, if you want to recreate this dish, don't forget to enjoy it with a wee dram of whiskey. I think that's about it. Hope you enjoy. This is What We Ate, Granny Mo's Dovies. first time recording uh, an episode of what we ate doing the intro underneath a huge duvet <laughs> <laughs> so i'm currently speaking to okay. King. i feel like you didn't tell me this when i signed up for it no i definitely didn't i mean i feel like i could open a call center after this for the <laughs> not of the decent kind okay hi kim hi jessica thank you so much for doing an episode of what we ate i really appreciate it so what are you going to be making today Um, Well, I'm going to be making a dish that's from Scotland. Um, There's lots of different variations, but it's called Stovies. Stovies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, basically, I mean, the clues in the name, it's sort of a stovetop sort of warming stew. It's kind of like a sort of peasant-like dish. It's kind of sort of what you kind of got lying around. You sort of chuck it in and sort of make it taste of something good. Amazing. So what's so good about stovies? Why why are stovies so great? It remind, I think it reminds you of a simpler time, especially a time like this. A simpler time. <laughs> simpler time. Your life definitely isn't simple at the moment. No. So I... In in the intro, I've uh, introduced you as a very gregarious, fun-loving. You love to go out to a party. You love going to all the cocktail bars. You love an espresso martini. So now that we're currently in the midst of lockdown, I feel like, I mean, for everyone, it's a challenge, but I feel like for you, it's definitely out of your usual habitat. Honestly, I feel like this. I, I'd, I've actually bought bottled espresso martini. It's in my fridge, so I can still at least have something that resembles my former life. Um, I think it's, I think that's the one thing. I think when you dropped a mic off today, and you're sort of standing about two metres away, I was like, oh my God, another human being. 
the best thing that's come out of this actually is my little neighbour Sue across the road. Um, Sue, it's the little Sue. She's um she doesn't have any family nearby, and just one night I decided I just I'm going to write her a note just in case anything happens and basically she yeah she texts she sent me a little whatsapp like an hour later just saying thank you she hadn't been out in 10 days oh my god family live very far away so on mother's day like, you know i was missing my family and i felt like i hope someone would do that for my gran so i just went and got like, some flowers and a couple of biscuits and i was like i know it's not much but i think she texts me every now and again and i just message her to make sure she's okay and so i think you know what out of all of this i've it's made me more neighbourly. I've spoke to my neighbours more. There is definitely more of a sense of community because we're all in it together. I don't know. Oh, I nearly had a, um, I had a disaster earlier today. I queued up for ages outside the butchers to buy some meat for the weekend because, oh, you know, yeah. it's meant to be really sunny tomorrow. So we thought let's have a barbecue at home. Anyways, queued up for ages, got my stuff. They sell eggs and bread and, you know, a few other bits and bobs. So I had a bag full of th- goods left and as i was crossing the road the paper bag just burst open and it was like a comedy scene because i had sam came running across the road with lucille on her lead lucille the little miniature dachshund then she started trying to eat the mince there's a car coming all the eggs smashed everywhere I bought these tins of ginger beer. They were rolling down the road and everyone in the queue was so lovely. They were all all trying to run over and help. And they were all offering their bags to me. And I was like, no, it's fine. Don't worry. We're just parked over there. Oh, no. So uh, back to the stovies. So you're going to make stovies and they remind you of a simpler time. They do. They remind me of a lot simpler times, definitely. Oh, my God. I feel like we need that now. So is it a comfort eating dish? Because I have never had stovies in my life before. I don't even know what they look like. When you first said you were going to make stovies, I thought they were like little rock cakes or something. Um, Yeah, I think. So when I was younger, on a Friday, my dad would take me to see my gran. She was called Gran Mo, but her name was Maureen. Gran Mo? Gran Mo. But um, her full name was Maureen Joyce. And that was her dish, you know, that was the first person that ever made me it. Probably my, probably the only person that ever really made it or ever made it the way I liked. So it'd be like on a Friday, um, I'd go up to her house and she would always, it would either be fish and chips or stovies that she would make. And, you know, my, my dad and my grand, they grew up very poor. And it's a very, very sort of, it is a, you know, it's each sort of even, even down the different street, everyone's recipes are different and from Glasgow to Edinburgh. Oh, really? Yeah, like, if you ask what my recipe is, it'll be different from someone who lives 15 minutes from me. It's it's kind of like, this sounds a bit strange and sort of referral of it, but it's a bit like India, where each family has their own secret recipe, you keep it to yourself. Each sort of, like, each village has their own version of stovies, and that's kind of what it is. Like, my gran would make the same stovies as actually her sister lived up the stairs from her. Oh, right, yeah. Have the same ones, and then all the neighbours would sort of roughly have the same stovies. So stovies is not just about where in the country you live, but it's also about how your family make them. Yes, that's exactly it. It's, um, some people, like, I've got turnip in mind. Some people don't do that. And some people make it with corned beef. I went When I went to university in Edinburgh, uh, I went to a pub and I was like, oh, my God, we've got stovies. I'm so excited to have it. Ordered it, it came out, and I was like, what on earth is this monstrosity? <laughs> they weren't Grandma Moe's stovies. Definitely not Grandma Moe's bloody <laughs> I'll tell you that for a start. Well, there you go. So uh, with the original format of the podcast, uh, for every episode, I was going to pair whatever the person was making with 
a drink. It was basically an, it, an excuse to just go exploring around all the independent wine shops around London. So obviously I couldn't do that this time. But I do have a very large wine delivery that came on Friday. So, <laughs> so I was thinking afterwards when the stovies are made, I'm just literally going to see what bottles I've got at home to go with that. But I might open it whilst we're cooking. I think maybe like a red wine, a red wine because it's stewy, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a nice rich sort of beef stew, so a nice red wine would go with it. Actually, the secret the secret to it is actually when you're having it, you should probably have an oat cake and a dram of whiskey just to warm your heart. <laughs> a dram of whiskey? <laughs> a dram of whiskey. But yeah, no, definitely good glass of, good glass of red, and then maybe just as a little livener at the end, a nice little dram of whiskey. A little livener at the end. Let's go cook. Let's go cook. Oh my God, I'm so sweaty under here. Shall I open my wine? Okay, I'm having a glass of white first. Sure. But I've never had a white Rioja. Uh, a white Rioja is delicious. I actually, a white Rioja is probably one of my favourite white wines. Do you know what I always get um, instead of a Sauvignon or a Pinot Grigio is a pick pull? I remember, no, I, I, let, I remember letting you pick the wine somewhere and you're like, trust me, it was really good. That and then something else that someone else, a Riesling. Oh yeah, Rieslings are actually really good because I think Rieslings have got a bad reputation from the 80s the 90s maybe when i mean i'm completely making this up but i feel like the wines back in the day whenever you had a riesling it was really sweet and just not very nice but now you can get some delicious ones i feel like it's the same rap as chardonnay no one wants to order chardonnay these days (laughs) so kim gave me a list of the ingredients to buy beforehand and obviously with the shopping situation at the moment it does feel like we're in a kind of war zone rationing phase. So I was a bit worried that I wouldn't find the ingredients. But they were actually pretty easy to find because they're kind of like those corner shop basics in a way. Yeah, I think that's kind of where this recipe, I, I think I said earlier on, it's a bit of a sort of a peasant dish and sort of another word. It was really just the things you had in your cupboard. So obviously in times, you know, it's quite ironic. It's obviously Scottish and sometimes trying to find some stuff down here, especially the, the turnip. Okay, the turnip was the one thing that I had a problem with. And I found a Swede. I don't think, a, I don't know if a Swede is the same thing, is it? Same thing, yeah. So we call it a neep. A neep. So that's a neep, yeah. So neeps in Tatian. So there's a bit of an argument over the turnip and the Swede and the neep. So that's a proper neep. The orange one that's a bit purple, that's a proper turnip. Anyone that uses the white ones are lying. <laughs> so don't use the white turnips. Okay, so in my hand, I have a relatively large round, uh, looks like, a, looks like a, it's part of the potato family kind of thing. I mean, I'm going to sound incredibly ignorant now trying to describe what a Swede looks like. But yeah, it's like the pur- it's the purpley orange one and I actually just got it from Tesco's. And then the other ingredients you told me to get are a can of Bistro? No, Bisto. 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 Okay, you can tell I don't ever cook with Bisto. <laughs> a can of Bisto. I didn't get the one that you sent me. Um, so Kim sent me a picture of the really like dark brown gravy one, but I couldn't find it anywhere. So I just got the normal red tinned one. Gravy granules. So yeah, yeah, there's like a powdery one that thickens your stews. And then there's one that you make gravy with. Oh, hun, I can do a whole separate podcast about Bisto. <laughs> realize there were so many different types of bestow i i just thought it was the red one there was a chicken one there was a blue one there was a yellow one anyways i had to get a load of oxo beef cubes so i've got the oxo beef cube i have got a bar of butter i've 
got some mints that I actually got from the butchers today. And oh, um, then some oat cakes, and you can just get uh, pretty much any oat cake. Onion, garlic, carrots, rosemary, which I picked from my garden. I love that, by the way. When you say, I, I, so I text you really late with the ingredients. <laughs> Actually, I think I texted you this morning, like, oh, Jess, I forgot the rosemary. Don't worry, I've got some in my garden. I was like, oh, finally coming to use, planted it last summer. This is the ingredient that caused a lot of uh, controversy for us. Farrow's giant marrow fat peas. So Kim messages me this, get get giant marrow fat peas. And I was like, what the hell are marrow fat peas? It's basically tinned peas. Anyways, I go to the corner shop and I could only find huge tins of peas. Though it, this can was literally the size of my head. Anyways, bought that, but the peas inside were really tiny. So oh, anyway, it's a really boring story. Yeah, those other peas were trying to pretend there were these. Like, honestly, actually, you see this is really boring. You don't understand how important these peas are. Like, I think I'm the only family, or it must be a really Scottish thing, but garden peas? Nah. Like, no one eats garden peas. I didn't realise that there were so many different variants of the pea. <laughs> so in Scotland, when you're making stovies, is that a bit of a thing about what type of pea you use, or does everyone just use Farrow's giant marrow fat peas? Well, see, it's really strange because, like, I, I grew up, eating this like these kind of peas so like um I, I was saying like these go really well with like a steak or anything like my mum just always bought them and um my gran and grandpa they made it's called steepy peas so I used to grow up calling them steepy peas so like basically you soak so my gran and grandpa buy them dry and soak them overnight there is the, the yeah the marrow fat ones or you call them steepy peas I, I never saw a garden pea until I met my boyfriend who grew up in England but I met in Scotland and I was like what the fuck is that Oh, but actually, the gar- garden peas are English, though, aren't they? Yeah. Okay, wait, uh, I'm missing something. You messaged me about a last-minute ingredient. Oh, um... Lee and Perrins. Oh, Lee Perrins. Uh, if you don't have Lee and Perrins, soy sauce. I've got Lee Perrins. Is it... Do you know that anchovies are in Lee Perrins? I think it's like anchovy or... Yeah, and look, look, ingredients. Malt, vinegar, spirit, vinegar, molasses, sugar, salt, anchovies. Stop it. I've been eating anchovies and I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> you know what, like, I, oh, some other half, he loves anchovies on his pizza. Oh my God, so do I, and no one else likes it. You, you two can get together and have a pizza party when this is over. <laughs> I always want to order, I think it's like a Naples pizza. I think that that's the flavour. But um, no one ever wants to share it with me. I get very upset. It's anchovy and onion. Yeah, it's anchovies, onion, olives. You've got to have uh, like uh, the big black olives on it. Oh my God, it's delicious. First time, by the way, waking up beside you after a little night on the Naples pizza. Mmm, delicious. Yeah, very, very tasty, very tasty. Oh, he's got no choice. <laughs> he still won't share a Naples pizza with me though. It's very upsetting. Okay, what are we going to do? What's the first thing? So the first thing, um, let's just start with how many pots and pans do you have? I've just got like a big Le Creuset, I think it's called a Dutch oven. Oh, I'm liking your bougie. Uh... So, you know, it's nice, isn't it? It was actually a wedding gift. <laughs> that's why I, I keep telling Quentin that's why I need to get married. I want a Le Creuset. Yeah, put that on your list. Honestly, it's such a good gift. Okay, how many pots do I need? So you need three, so you've, so you've got one for where you're going to make your onions and all your beef's going to go in first, and then you've got one for boiling your potatoes, your tatties, another one for boiling your um your turnip or your meat. You can, you can put it in the stew and let it boil, but it takes like an, it takes like two hours to do it that way. I'd just like to point out that you didn't tell me to get potatoes for this recipe. 
Did I not? <laughs> Did you just get? I've, I've luckily got potatoes. I'd be driving around right now with some potatoes. <laughs> um, how many potatoes do I need? Um, I use about four. Oh my god, I don't actually know if I've got four potatoes. Wait, hang on. I'm literally digging around at the back of my pantry right now, so I feel like I am living the stovies. Oh my god, you're literally living the stovie <laughs> life. <laughs> I am living the stovies. I am digging around in my... I was going to say pantry. Who am I kidding? I do not have a pantry in this kitchen. I am digging around at the back of my cupboard to find potatoes. Do you know what? Like, actually, I'll be honest with you. So this is kind of not... This is like my second time in my life making these. Is it because everyone usually makes them for you? Well, actually, yes. It was my dad's mum that made it. And also, she's not with us anymore. So, like... And it actually, no, um, neither, neither is my dad. So, yeah. I've actually not really made it because my mum hated it. My mum was not a fan of it. And, um... Your mum was not a fan of Grandma's stovies? Grandma, no. Uh, no. Mum and grand, mum and Grandma's cooking were very different. My grand, my, so, my, my dad grew up in a very different area from my mum in Glasgow. I was going to ask, actually, because you're from Glasgow, which which part of Glasgow are you from and were your family all from the same? So I'm from, so, I mean, people are going to, if anyone who's from Glasgow listens to this, I'm actually from a, my mum lives in a place called Paisley, but I actually grew up in Cardonald, which is Glasgow. But my mum grew up in, oh, so peel your potatoes. My mum, my mum grew up in sort of very middle class home in Crookston and my dad grew up in a lot of poverty, sort of, um, in an area called Clyde Bank in White Inch. So sort of when my mum and dad met, it was a massive culture sort of, or class clash. So when I first moved over to the UK, I stayed in Belfast for a few months. I just found it fascinating how segregated people were yeah. because obviously you've got the hot over there, you've got the whole like Catholic Protestant tension happening. Funny you say that about the I've actually I'm actually wearing the cross around my neck that's from my grandma. So actually you see him um, about the the sort of the, the segregation and sectarianism that was also a big part of like um we're very close to Ireland like all my I've got a lot of family that live in Belfast oh yeah yeah but an Irish dish as well like um I mean I'm not going to sorry to anyone that's Irish not 100 sure but obviously family <laughs> make this or make a version of it as well I can imagine that there are dishes that are similar to stovies it's that whole thing of making a meal of what's in your cupboard yeah I think um because that sounds like I was seeing you at the start um when I went to when I was at university in Edinburgh and I went to a pub and ordered stovies yeah and we're very disappointed <laughs> I tell you what actually even that divide see living in Edinburgh like obviously you know um there's a massive divide even there living in the east coast and the west coast I didn't realise that in Edinburgh. Oh god, yeah, like um we all sound very different. We take we take the mick out of each other's accents, we eat very different things. But all in all, you know, we're still Scottish and that sort of that proud Scottish identity still sort of stands there, I suppose. I, it's quite tribal, isn't it? It really is. Like I think like I suppose I've grown up and not known any other way, but I think when I sort of obviously I've li- I've lived in London for seven years, I think. So obviously when I look look at it I can see like how patriotic I am and like sort of how patriotic Scotland is I would say that the UK is still a little bit divided between Scotland and England so your totties peeled hen yeah they're, pe- they're peeled they're peeled so do I just slice them into cubes oh I need to get water on the boil don't I oh yeah so actually the best way to do your totties is start with cold water and let it boil up uh, yeah that's a big Jackie's way of making that's what I was brought up to believe that the water always has to be cold to start with potatoes. I don't know why. I don't know what the truth in it is. So if anyone's wondering who Big Jackie is, Big Jackie is Kim's mother. <laughs> My family's got some odd names, I tell you that. I'll show you sort of the size of the the size 
because you don't want it like small and cute because you don't want it to dissolve because you want a wee chunk of totty. So you want it to be like about that size. Oh, perfect. I, I actually had cut mine already. <laughs> but I've, do, I've, do, I've done that I've done that size though, so that's perfect. Okay, load of molten salt and then put on the stove. Yep, that's you. Make sure I don't melt the podcast equipment whilst I'm doing this. Do you know what? I was actually doing the same. I, oh, God, sorry. You've literally just said her name and she's just messaged me. Big Jackie's literally just texted me. Big Jackie's listening. <laughs> what? Yeah. Big Jackie wants to be a part of the podcast. She does. I did say to her, I was like, I'm making, I'm making uh, my granny Moe's, as we called her, my granny Moe's stories. Because my dad grew up in like a sort of a single parent house. So it was like just my granny Moe. And then my mum's dad and mum was called um, Gran Grey and Grandpa. You had really cool nicknames for your grandparents. Mine was just Gran. <laughs> <laughs> Gran, that was it. I guess because like, I mean, because I, so I grew up as an only child, I think because of that, like, we had a lot of extent, like, extended family, like, there was always lots of cousins, um, with lots of different, like, names you had, like, our family was split into, like, the Boyles, the Foley's, the Greys, and actually, I'm the only Joyce left, surprisingly. Well, that's crazy to think, isn't it? It's quite, it's quite special. I'm going to keep it. It's, um... Yeah, you need to. And then when your kids can take the Joyce name, are you going to teach them how to make Grandma Moe's stovies? Yeah, most definitely. I think um, obviously because me and my boyfriend are both Scottish. Yeah. You know, I've got actually well, sort of a lot of Scottish um, sort of side more than he does. But yeah, definitely, it's stovies. And my, my dad loved um, mincing potatoes and boiled ham, cabbage, and potatoes. Now, see when that was on the menu in the house, I honestly made myself anything else that was in the fridge. <laughs> So I've got the turnip. Um, I've never, well, the swede, whatever it is. Okay, so it's quite a like knobbly root vegetable, and it's got like little bits of hair sticking out. It is not a pretty vegetable. I would say not many of these vegetables are that pretty, but it's going to turn out beautiful in the end. Also, be prepared because you might need to whack this because these can get quite tough. Okay, slice down. Top and tail it is the best way. And then you want to get all the the purpley greeny stuff from the outside away. Literally just try and cut because it can be quite tricky. I mean, I know this sounds like an incredibly lame statement that I'm about to make, but we bought a new peeler at Christmas time. <laughs> and it's so good. Do you know what? I'm proper old school. I peel my potatoes with a knife. What? But don't you chunk away half of it? Like hack away the potato? Show you how I peel a potato with a knife. That was actually how I like... Actually, that was a big way in. My dad taught me, like... My dad could only cook a certain array of things, but... I used to have to stand in the kitchen. That was what sort of my penance before I ate my dinner was I had to peel the potatoes. Your parents gave their child a, a knife to whittle away on the potatoes. <laughs> we don't. Uh, we don't use. Um, what was it? What is the thing you're using again? A peeler. A whole peeler. <laughs> so that's how far removed Kim is from a peeler. <laughs> she just had to ask me what a peeler is. I am done on the sweet. And then cut that up and sort of, you kind of just want it. The thing is, um, you'll probably have leftover potatoes and turnip because you kind of want to judge how much you're going to put in your mince at the end. Oh, God, see, this is... <laughs> Hold on. Oh, God, I haven't even tried to slice mine yet. Can I slice it into, like, quite small cubes so it boils quicker or the same as the potato? Same as the potatoes because you kind of want it, it's like a bit chunky. It's kind of like that warming sort of... Ooh, yeah, that's hard. Workout. Yeah. The the only problem is that since being in lockdown, I'm working out as much as I well, maybe a bit more than what I used to because it's something to do every day. 
But um, I'm drinking so much more. Same girl, preach to the choir. Oh my god, I just have so much wine in the evenings. As you say that, as I pour some more wine. I've been reading a couple of articles about sort of people do, you know, during this lockdown, like how much too much to drink. And like I'm a bit of the attitude, like it's airport hours. Like, honey, we are on a flight to God knows where. You can drink at breakfast if you want. Like, if you need that breakfast beer, you get into that fridge. Like, this is not normal world right now. Yeah, I am so with you. Honestly, it isn't normal life right now. So if you want to have a margarita at 11 a.m., you do it. Yes, you do you, hun. You get your margarita and live your best life. Because trust me, there's not much keeping us going right now. Probably won't actually need like all the potatoes and all the all the turnip. But actually, what is really nice is actually you can mix it together with carrot, and you can either do like. So I'm giving you another recipe to use with your leftovers. Oh, delicious! Like, um, little fritters and fry them, or I just have it with like on a Sunday, like make a really. Mum makes a really good steak dinner. Yeah. Um. So she normally does mashed potatoes, mashed turnip, the marrow fat peas, a steak and peppercorn sauce with some mushrooms and onion. Oh. That's one of Big Jackie's specialties. So um, I can't wait when this is over. I'm going to get home because normally when I go back to Glasgow, she gets me steak. That's exactly what she does. She gets me my favourite dinner. That is like, and it has to be Jackie that makes it. Like it can't be anyone else. So that's why I was saying those marrow fat peas. It's just get like such a memory of like. My gran, my grandparents. Like, it's so bizarre that pea brings back all that kind of memory. But apparently, any memory from food, it's always the, sh- the most vivid memory that you're going to have because when we're eating, we use all of our senses. But um, I thought that was really interesting. And apparently, you know when we get... Uh, if you've had food poisoning, if you just think about that food that made you sick you just instantly feel physically ill again that's our body's like natural reaction to um protect ourselves and that's why the memory is so strong with it so it's like reminding your entire body to stay away from that food that makes that's why i now cannot that's why i have papa john's over Domino's these days because did you have food poisoning from them um from Domino's once and i saw it's so vivid actually so i had like a little sleepover um when i was younger and my mum had said, my mum got us like those, remember when you used to think you were really cool and you drink like the J2Os thinking like a little Alka Pop or in the, on the odd occasion, Jackie would let us have a Bacardi Breezer. Um, <laughs> I used to have Bacardi Breezers in South Africa. I loved it in that. And um, so my mum was like a little couple of Bacardi Breezers and then Domino's Pizza. And I remember getting the chicken strips. I think I was the only one that got them. Oh my God, I was up ill all night and it just ruined. I was like my first little cool sleepover and I was so excited. I was ill through the whole thing. So I'll never forgive Domino's. I mean, I don't know how much it, it, how much is to, it's to do with the Domino's or to do with the Bacardi Breezers potentially. <laughs> I don't want to get Jackie arrested for overfeeding <laughs> 14 year olds with Bacardi Breezers, but... I'm definitely going to say Domino. <laughs> oh, we Jackie yeah. needs to get on the show. Hun, <gasps> the amount of odd recipes she's got up her sleeve. A tiramisu. Is there any, like, sweet dish that you, you guys used to make in Scotland? Actually, do you know what? My dad, in bless him, like, he was, he was a decent cook and he tried. He actually, one of my favourite things and a good memory of his was he made a baked raspberry cheesecake. So, like, he would, yeah, it was, and also, I remember, like, coming in and seeing him, we would have, like, tubs and tubs of Philadelphia, and he would, oh, honestly, he would make his little raspberry coolie to go with it, and if you'd met my dad, you know, he was, like, I thought, like, a six-foot, um, he was very slender, but, like, a big six-foot 
dark, hand, like I was going to say, my dad was a very handsome guy, but he was a big plumber sort of guy coming in at night time making his little cheesecake. <laughs> like, you know what, if the lads in the yard heard that he was coming in and making his cheesecake at night time, what are you up to, Tony, making your cheesecake? But yeah, no, that, um, actually, my auntie from, so my, um, my, my, my grand's actually, on my mum's side, is from a family of 11. What? <laughs> And funnily enough, they were the Protestant side, which is ironic. I was about to say, that's very Catholic to have a huge family. So my grand changed to Catholicism to marry my grandpa. But yes, yeah, so actually her, one of her brothers went and married a South African woman. Ah. She was delightful. My cre- I think she was called Aunt Bet. And um, she brought her own box with her over from, some, like, from South Africa. And you'd be like, don't touch Aunt Bet's box. It's got the wacky backy in it. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember the first time meeting her and she was absolutely mental and I remember she'd just come in, she's a wee old sort of lady and made one of the best tiramisus I ever had and that's how I, it's my favourite dessert to this day, I just remember. Oh, yeah, because I'm not a big dessert person. My dad's favourite one was a microwave pudding with a chocolate flake on top. But Oh my god, I remember you telling me about this. What is it? Is it literally just like a like a goo pudding or oh, something? So it's like um, a Cadbury's or like basically any stores melt in the middle chocolate pudding, you microwave it, you basically drown it in cream and you bash up a 99 flake oh. on top. And it, honestly, my, I don't know what, I don't know how my dad came up with it one night. He was into the wacky backy, that's what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just going to pop this in the bin, my, my turn up skins. I would check your potatoes because mines are a bit soft, so they're kind of at the right consistency. Okay. Have you drained yours? Yeah, just drain them now. Yeah. So when people cook their potatoes in the stoves, they like it to disintegrate a little bit. I'm all right with that, but not too much. Okay, wait. Let me drain these tatties. Drain your tatties, head. Um, yeah, so put your potatoes to one side, just leave them in the pot, and keep an yeah. eye on your sweet because because um, turnip can turn quite quickly from like hard to mush so so the next step is grab your onion and your carrots so you kind of want your carrot you kind of want them these it's all supposed to be a bit chunky so the whole sort of dish is like that warming thing so you might need three actually because you kind of want it to be sort of like that yeah got you got you so kind of like just like you would do for a beef stew yeah so i would dice your onion uh dice your onion so carrots in the pot and then dice your onion um, and then get that on and sort of brown that off for a couple of minutes. You told me I need butter. Is that because I'm cooking with butter? Yes. So once the carrots and the onions are in the pot, whack in a big, big knob of butter and a little bit of vegetable oil just to stop the butter burning and cook that off and then add your sort of garlic and stuff. That in a sec. Okay, cool. Check my turnip. Oh, this, this onion's going to make me cry. There is nothing in the world I hate more than cutting onions although to be fair it's gotten easier because since I've been in quarantine I've had to take all my eyelashes off <laughs> all your all her fake eyelashes let's just reiterate so for some of her yeah so I'm one of those people like I'm really suffering the quarantine life in a sense that I get my eyelashes done every two weeks I get my nails done every two weeks I've now hobbling about with like three nails on I've got no eyelashes you call this in Scotland piss holes in the snow, which you might want to not use, but having him when you can't see your eyes, I think it must be a Glasgow thing. You call it, oh, my two piss holes in the snow because you can't see them. What's your little eyes? Yeah. So basically you say like, oh, if I've not got mascara on, if I don't have my fake eyelashes on. Fine, yeah, yeah, yeah. But look at my two piss holes in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
so funny. <laughs> um, okay, I have chucked the onion and the carrots in there. Put a big blob of butter. Yeah, so get them sizzling away. Um, oh, turnip check. Yeah, I'm just checking my turnips too. Yeah, so just um, frying off the carrots and the onions and butter and oil and then add a bit of garlic. I mean, I say add a bit of garlic. I'm adding one, two, three, four, five, six cloves. Oh, God, that's a lot. Six bulbs. Not bulbs, cloves, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six cloves. I'm not going to lie, Jess. I actually only use real garlic right now for you since I'm on here because I'm such a cheat and I actually use um, garlic granules. What? For, like, powdered garlic? Why do you use that? Um, oh, just because it's easy. Do you know what? It's, it is a lot easier. My friend does the same. She said when I asked her why she's cooking with garlic powder, she was just like, it's easier. <laughs> it keeps for a long time. Yeah, because actually, cause, like, our diet, our diet mainly in this house, anyway, or even from growing up, actually, both Quinton and I growing up, a lot of your sort of week, weekday meals was um, chilli con carne or curry. So, like, obviously in Glasgow, or even just in Britain, curry is, like, a massive staple of your food so i think like we've just got everything powder just keep it there which is quite bizarre because as i was saying earlier on we've got um sort of my brother-in-law's girlfriend staying during the quarantine and she's from argentina and they just don't have indian food oh really yeah so it's been a bit of a shock sort of coming over here we sort of have it at least you know once a week sort of thing i mean honestly i feel like speaking from a person speaking from a person who isn't originally from england coming to the uk i feel like the national dish is curry yeah you know and it's not just england it's scotland it's ireland it's you know you get curry everywhere gotcha the funny thing is though is um even that's different oh i'm just gonna drain my turn up hold that thought turn up might be ready and no offense to english curry but it is just not as good as scottish curry so my order is um, um, chicken tikka madras, extra hot. Yeah. It's what I normally order back in Glasgow, and I've been down in London quite a long time now. I, I've started eating, like, fowls and vindaloos and all that. So I ordered a vindaloo the other night for the first time, and it was bloody delicious. It is so bloody good. But, like, honestly, I went back home um, at Christmas time, actually, this year, and I was like to Jackie, um, oh, get an Indian and that's what I really look forward to, because I do things like spiced onions. Just a couple of little different things, but yeah, I was like, oh, can I get a Madras extra hot? Oh my God, it arrived. I honestly couldn't eat it. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly, clearly the cold weather up there makes people eat spicier food, because honestly, I was embarrassed to sit at my dinner table. Okay, so I've got my Swedes, or my turnip, I've got my turnip, I've got my potatoes, I've got my garlic, I've got my onion, and I've got my carrots sizzling away in lots of butter. Yep. So the onions and carrots sizzle away with the garlic and lots and lots of butter. So pop all that into one. So just wait for the um, for your onions and your carrots just to soften a little bit in that. So I'd give it just a couple of minutes, give it a wee stir. And then what you're going to do is actually, I would, um, if you've got your beef out, yeah. just give it a wee season on one side. Just tip it in all in one. So I just salt and pepper one side and I just throw it in. I'm playing with it like it's a bit of Play-Doh, actually. I'm just like giving it a bit of <laughs> kneading it a little bit. I'm going to sprinkle the salt on top. Like Jackie's just messaged school. How do I see this podcast? What do I need to do? Bless her. (laughs) Okay, throw your beef in. So have you got a fork handy? A fork, yeah. Get a wee fork. So this was actually like my dad and my grand's thing. Like your mincing, you have to fork it because it makes it break up easier. Wait, so do you just do you just like pierce it? No, no. So like I'll show I'll show you my technique. So a wee bit of salt pepper on the reverse side as you chucked it in. You um, let it sit for a couple of seconds. You get your fork and you kind of do it like kind of like 
Just put it like that. Oh, okay. So, so Kim's literally just like pressing her fork into it. Do you know what it's like? If we, when you make peanut butter cookies and you take the fork and you press the top of the cookie, that's it. That's what you're doing with the mints. So, like, you start, it's like it's like it's like fluffing up mints, and you just break it into lots of little bits. You kind of smoosh it about, and that just sort of helps break it up. I mean, there's other people that say that you have to let it sit and brown. I'm a fluffer. That was um because another dish that. I feel like my my dad's repertoire was curry, um, stovies, and mince and totties and boiled ham. And so I used to come back from school. If I saw my dad in the kitchen, I'd be like, oh, God, here we go. It's one. Of, it's, it's like one of the four or one of the five. <laughs> there wasn't a huge repertoire. Yeah, I mean, bless him. Like, you know what? He always tried and, like, um, like say, for example, he was cooking anything mince-based. He would be sitting cooking the onions. He would get me in and be like, right, get your fork out, Kimberly, start... You know, I would always be his little assistant until my mum came home. Um, at this point, what you can do is add your OXO cubes. Oh, it smells delicious. It's got that really, like, meaty, salty, buttery scent that's coming through. Do you know when you go out to restaurants and stuff, like, you know, I was saying how I miss it. I think the restaurants that I love, that are my favourites, very have that kind of smell, like Blacklock. And also really warm is is Bob Bob Record. Like I feel like those two, like they are a little bit more fine dining, but they do like that comfort thing. Which are the rest? Which are the restaurants that you're missing most since we've been in lockdown? I mean, I think I think you know it would come to no surprise is Blacklock. I think for me, I think the place is you know I kind of went sort of from its first restaurant when it first opened its first one in Soho. Oh, know, where else is it open? I didn't know it was open anywhere else. And they've got one in Soho, one in Shoreditch, and one in the city. Um, but the Soho one's still got my heart. You know, I think it's the music, it's um, it's the people, it's the servers, you know. And it's like really, really it's like £25 a head. You get sort of all the, the chops and all your lovely sides. And the staff are just amazing. Like, yes, yeah, so you can just get your the little set menu per head or like um, whatever sort of the butcher's chops are that day with their sort of their chip, their chop sauce. I, actually, funnily enough, oh, I was going to say, um, I actually made the Blacklock chop sauce last Saturday. I tried to replicate it. So that's how sad I am. <laughs> Do you know how to make them though? Do they have like a website and stuff or something? No, I just tried to guess it by taste. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, we had a slight technical difficulty and I'm not sure if I've recorded half the podcast. (laughs) So I'm just going to recap on what we've done. So we put out the slab of mince, we seasoned it with salt and pepper, stuck it in the pan, let it cook up for a while um, and I've just added some boiling water added an oxo cube let that cook for a little while and now we've added some lee perrins so we've got the the worcester sauce added and then we're going to add the bisto yeah the bisto you love calling it bisto (laughs) yeah so i just so i've just you don't want to cover it you just want to like make it a little bit more loose and then i love this sound sorry i'm just gonna do it for you oh it's like when you open um a new tube of tennis balls do i peel it back or should i Shove it. Oh, yours is a bit different. I don't know. Like, what would it be like if you shoved a spoon through it? I'm going to just pop it. Oh, that was such an anti-climax. It literally <laughs> did nothing. <laughs> it literally did nothing. So, like, what did you grow up with? I'm cur- I know this is a, a chat about what I'm making, but I'm curious. Is like, No, well, do, do you know what? The, re- the reason why I wanted to do this podcast is because every Christmas, I make my great-grandmother's Christmas pudding and... The, you know, the recipe is so old and like my mum sent it to me and it's kind of like a dash of this, a pinch of this, a, the ingredients are so vague, but it always comes out perfect. 
But whenever I bite into that Christmas pudding, and even just whilst it's cooking, the smell of it in the kitchen just takes me back to when I was a child, or not even a child, just like a few years ago in South Africa. Yeah, and I just thought that everyone must have a dish that's, well, probably more than one dish, but everyone's got a recipe that's probably quite special to them. Or that's, you know, someone else taught them how to make it, or it's maybe been passed on in the family. Because nowadays we don't really... I feel like we don't really share recipes that much. We just doodle stuff. Oh, yeah, 100%. I've got so many recipes that my family have that I just never, ever... You don't bother to make them anymore. And also, we're a culture where we... In our culture now, we just go out a lot, which is great. We love going out to new restaurants, and we love trying new food. And But the whole thing of cooking at home and sharing those experiences and sharing recipes is a little bit... I just don't feel like we don't really do it that much. I mean, when would you have made me stovies if we weren't doing this bloody podcast? Do you know what? Like, never would have made you stovies if you'd ever asked me. I didn't even me. know and what also... stovies were when you told me. Like I said before, I honestly thought they were rock cakes. <laughs> oh, how, how different that has turned out. Hey, hold on, I'm just going to taste my beef. Oh my God, it's so good. Do you know what's really weird? It's that I've cooked mince and carrots and onion and garlic a million times before. But it tastes completely different to how I usually do it. Oh, really? I think it's because of the butter and uh, the gravy granules and the oxo cube. And I mean, I don't, I don't know. It just It's literally completely different. It's little hints and tips. Like, I only knew about oxo cubes because I saw my family do it. Like, I would never, I would never have known to like season my meat the way I do. I think it's also like when you make something out of nothing, you have to add stuff to make it taste. It's sort of just sewing everything together and trying to make it tasty. Some some of the recipes you'll read online add celery to stovies. I'm sorry, but no one in Scotland's ever added celery to stovies. I mean, honey, no. <laughs> it's like a master chef stovie. Okay, cool. So um, what you want to do is think your favourite star... The marrow fat peas. Okay, let me open these up. So Jess, like these are like so I said to you that like, this is like proper sort of the peasant esque food. This is like old school Faro's peas. I don't even know anyone else that actually eats these apart from my family. But yeah, I feel like I'm gonna show you on the camera how luminous this is because yeah. It's so green. I can't get over this. How, how different how different do they look though from yeah, actually I don't know if you could ever see that, but I mean nice, like luminous and green. Um, so yeah, just chuck them in. So my mum just usually microwaves these um, for dinner. <laughs> and um, she's got like a special spoon. She's got a pea spoon. So I'm going to chuck two tins in because I've looked there and I've gone, that's not enough peas for me. <laughs> so then, so give it, um, just make sure you give it a good start. I give it a wee taste. Check if there's any salt and pepper or anything else, if it's thick enough. And then what you'll do is add, um, mine's just thickened up a bit too much. So what I would do is I'll add my potatoes and my turnip. Oh, that's really good. Is it meant to be like a bolognese consistency? Yeah. So what to do now is add in, take a spoon, take your spoon, start adding in just like some of the potatoes. Just kind of add it and give it a stir um, and see how it fills out. So just take one from each pot. This is probably not the way to really do it. This is the way I like to do it. I feel like my potato cubes are slightly too big. That's all right. As I said, you know what? This is everyone. Everyone's got their own variation. And if yours are a bit bigger, I mean, to be fair, actually, I've probably, my gran normally chopped her root vegetables a bit smaller than I have today, but I like it chunky. Oh my God, this is so delicious. I am so excited about having this. Yeah, that's kind of it. So all, all there is left to do, 
add some salt, add some pepper, add your lean parents, and then you just put it in a bowl and then you have the oat cakes. And so the oat cakes is something my grand didn't do, but I thought I would add it in for a bit of finessing because it's something that everyone else says you do. So, but that's it done, Jess. So when I, I'm going to dish it up and I'm going to enjoy it with some oat cakes on the side and I'm going to see if I can dig up some whiskey from <laughs> somewhere in the house. You need to get a shot of whiskey at the end just to have a little, little livener as I called it. <laughs> So Kim, we Kim, as I should say, thank you so much for coming on today's episode of What We Ate. Um, I really appreciate it. And it was so good to finally know what a stovie is. Well, not a stovie, but I get to make stovies with you. God, I can't believe it's been two hours. I've had an absolute blast. It's been two hours. Can you believe it? It's been a bit more than two hours because we also had our our intro. Well, I hope you enjoy stovies. May you go forth and eat, maybe not every day. But when you're feeling low and you're feeling down and the weather is bad, get a stovie out. (laughs) I'm definitely going to make these stovies again. They're so good. (laughs) Cheers, my love. Bye. Bye. I was actually just chatting to Quinn and he just come downstairs to try my stovies and said yeah that's not how my mum would have made it we would have like roasted the little potatoes and then we would have poured everything on top so I was like I wish you'd got that little (laughs)